Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, a podcast that we do not have a name yet. For. The name will come uh, someday, but not today. Someday. Sorry. Yeah, I- I'm HT. I'm KC. I'm Cirque. Hi. Hey. Yay. Hello. We got us. So, Hello. Uh, so we were talking before uh, we got on the air here uh, about how apparently the guy who voiced Bambi as a child is still alive. And that actually shocked me. I did not think that was... I, I like i just assume that every person who's been in a disney movie like when walt disney's alive has probably died at some point the only person i know for a fact that hasn't is this dude and the guy the woman who voices uh alice because she still freaking voices alice and in, in alice in wonderland stuff for disney to this oh day. wait is that true that's incredible uh yeah like uh, if you play kingdom hearts uh she she actually uh She's oh. wait seriously never yeah so. seriously dead seriously it's it's like she's she, that's what's really crazy because if you listen that is to cool that, like well, well you listen you listen to it and she sounds like a little girl for at least like at least like a i don't know 17 year old maybe not 10 year old like when she was a kid yeah i don't know i still i think she sounds a little older <laughs> uh but it's been a little while i mean well that's I, some skill though to be able to like well, return to that role after so long well, I was assuming just a voice actress, like, I don't know, they got, like, Jennifer Hale to up her pitch or something like that. Not the woman who played Alice originally. Um, okay, but besides that, uh, have you guys been doing anything lately? Uh, anything cartoon-related, maybe? Nope. <laughs> just... Oh, okay, that's good. Let's, let's move on, then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I watched Steven Universe today. I guess that counts. Oh yeah, Steven Universe. That's a great show. Great, I'm, great, great I'm show, very great show. far behind Steven Universe. I'm like uh, I'm like a whole season behind or so. Ah oh, shit. So I should uh, probably get caught up on that. Yeah, you really should, cause uh, God, I was actually rewatching a lot of episodes recently, uh, just last night actually, cause I just needed something, and uh, mm. but I ended up choosing all the ones that make me cry. So I guess that was <laughs> a weird choice for me. Um, yeah, oh, like God. the the pilot episode makes you cry yeah. And... <laughs> the, yeah it makes you cry because you're just like oh god why oh, are these designs co- like this oh, cookie god. cookie cat oh god like... <laughs> I miss rest cookie in peace cat. cookie cat you are yeah. the uh the biggest loss so far in steven universe clearly the biggest loss the most horrifying moment of the entire series nothing else compares it's all been downhill from there good old cookie I, cats I... Um, yeah, it was all downhill. This, it really, really, like, they tried introducing new characters after that, like Pearl and Amethyst, and it was just like, it, d- it didn't really work, you know? Really? Yeah, I'm they, actually... It's like Gurren Lagan up in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anime references that I do not get, because I, I don't, don't watch anime. I don't understand either. I'm out of the loop. Good. Hey, hi, high five. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, now we got that. I guess that was an introduction, I think. Uh, so I guess, uh, hi. Uh, so we're going to do, uh, let's see, what is so it? So why don't, oh, why don't you oh, talk a little bit about what the show is? Uh, just, yeah, so yeah. That, uh, just so that the people who are listening. Oh, God, uh, dog attack. There's, <laughs> there's my dog, we are back. There's a dog in the studio. Oh, God, Cirque oh has disappeared. The dog has killed him. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Um, well, while Cirque is dealing with his uh, puppy issues, uh, I'm going to explain a bit. Uh, you see, uh, all three of us are huge cartoon fans, like ridiculously huge. Uh, and uh, there's a thing that uh, that like I-, I was got super interested in recently, which is uh, public domain cartoons, uh, because it's it's so weird. Because like you'll find stuff that are like from like big names, like stuff you've actually heard of, characters like Felix the Cat, Betty Boop uh woody woodpecker like stuff that like people actually still sell stuff of and occasionally do things with like you really only see woody woodpecker at like a uh, universal studios or anything like that which i did see um when i was there the other week well, not week it was a month ago whatever what is time but uh uh basically like it's but then like there's all these really weird hidden gems and stuff and but then there's also these really weird bad ones like there's some there's some ones that are like I don't, don't understand, like, like the copyright... I guess I just don't understand copyright law, but I don't understand why some of these are not being held on to for dear life by some companies. I guess copyright law was different before Disney completely screwed it over. Um, yeah, and then there's true. some where... 
and there's some that it's like, okay, I totally get why everyone has completely forgotten about this. Um, and a friend of mine pointed me towards this uh, uh, collection of uh, DVDs uh, put out by, what is it? Uh, Mill Creek Entertainment. And it's a, uh, they basically do all like the big public domain uh they do all their public domain kind of films like if there's like a big horror collection it's like so it's like 600 horror classics in one uh, one collection it's probably one of those guys uh and uh but they they have this one here where it's a giant 600 cartoon collection uh and in this yeah this collection uh has got everything from like uh betty boop and popeye to tom jerry to there's a there was a Three Stooges cartoon at one time, and that's definitely it's the, the Three Stooges cartoon is pro- predominantly featured on the cover, well, not predominantly, but like near the very top of it, it's like there. Um, and I will I just want to get this for the novelty of it, but I also thought, wouldn't it be interesting if I just sort of randomly went through the list with some friends and just saw what like whatever weird thing pops up? Because I've not seen all the cartoons on this collection. There's some that I've have seen, mostly just from like when i was a kid but some that i've actually like watched with another friend uh and i really want to just sort of kind of dive into this because like some of the stuff that you'll see is baffling and some of it is actually really good uh and uh yeah that's the basic idea behind this like it's a 12 disc collection that we're just going to go through piece by piece bit by bit uh and see what it was like in cartoons of the old days back when copyright law was actually not completely weird and you could actually eventually lose like lose a lot of these properties at least to a degree you know and see what happened basically yeah and one of the one of the major benefits uh, as we were talking about of uh, of reviewing cartoons that are in the public domain is that uh, as often as we can we can provide links to these things in the show notes so that if people yeah. who are listening want to watch with us, they have the option to. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and. Like, I think there's a website that's yeah. all just public domain cartoons. Like, it's an archive of them. Yeah, so there's, there's an accessibility factor to it. And that's, uh, and that I think is going to be really convenient. Yeah, because, I mean, th- there's probably a lot that if you've, like, grew up in, like, the 90s or the 80s and you watched, like, the times during Cartoon Network where they played like uh, old cartoons or Nickelodeon when they played old cartoons back in the old days. Uh, you'll probably, you might have seen a few of these, but there's a good chance there's a lot of them you have not even heard of. And I was, I would like to point out the ones that are genuinely good and also the ones that are just inexplicable, weird as hell, and just like, I don't even know what to even think of them. Yeah, and... yeah. I think I Cirque it looks like he uh unmuted his mic. So Cirque, are you with us? <laughs> yes. Hi. Woo! Hi. Oh. Yay. We're... <laughs> so uh, I I haven't discussed this with you two yet, but uh, uh I I've actually been uh, trying to come up with ways to uh do the randomization aspect of it cuz we're going to basic I have a list of all the cartoons uh here and uh we're going to try to like base I'm just going to try to do like a random selection of cartoons without, you know, and the, the method I have, this really high-tech solution that I've come up to with, is that I'm going to close my eyes, and then I'm going to use a scroll bar to move up and down the page. Wow, slow down, Elon stop, Musk. And then I'll point to the screen, that's... and whatever cartoon I'm at, that's the one we're going to watch. That was like word soup. <laughs> what? <laughs> we talked at the same time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> okay, yeah, I think that's as scientific a method as any for now. <laughs> Later, we'll get like a Ouija board or something. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, sure, let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and do your thingy with the scroll bar and figure out what we're going to watch. Oh my God. Oh, that's a good choice. Okay. We are going to go on to, uh, disc number four and we are, wait, no, actually no, not disc number five. Yes. Disc number five. Because uh, we are going to watch oh boy. an Oswald the, the Lucky Rabbit cow. cartoon. Oh, yes. The Mechanical Cow. All right. Excellent. Yay. Yay. Okay, I have I have probably not seen this one, but Oswald rules. Okay. All right, so disc number five. 
All right, so we just got back from uh, watching uh, the Mechanical Cow. There uh, is a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, there yeah. actually was. I'm actually really shocked there was. Yeah, but I think for a uh, first cartoon, we picked a really good one. So well, thank you, Cartoon Gods. Yeah, thank God for that. Uh, yeah, because like seriously, uh, like thank Walt for that. Because like uh, for folks that don't know, Oswald the Oswald Rabbit, as he's called in these shorts, but it's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Uh, is a character that was created by Walt Disney uh, way back and when he worked uh, just sort of like when he started beginning at, I believe, uh, was it like Warner Brothers or Universal or something? I, I don't actually I'm not. I would I'm, guess maybe Universal because that's where the rights eventually ended up. Yeah, yeah, because Universal got the rights to Oswald at some point and there could be a thousand different reasons for it. But basically, uh, for whatever company he used to work for, um, he was the one he was doing it uh and what happened is that uh the people who created uh well the people who were like doing like distributing the cartoons and uh were saying that uh, walt couldn't own the rights to the character to do his own things uh and because of that walt left the company uh and basically decided to say well if i can't have my thing i'm gonna do my own thing and he just made his own ripoff character of his own character named mickey mouse and created a freaking cult <laughs> and uh but yeah like and eventually uh like decades later uh, after long after walt has died uh, uh oswald became uh char- like oswald was actually traded from universal uh to disney again uh in exchange for a espn broadcaster like a, like a it, it, I don't remember the guy's name, but basically it was a weird trade-off because Disney wanted to get the rights for a video game uh, where Mickey and Oswald were like kind of like, like Oswald was part of like this parallel universe where like all the forgotten cartoons got to go and Oswald basically made a Disneyland where he was the one who like was loved by Walt Disney and not Mickey Mouse and all that stuff. And it's actually, I, I like the story of those games, even if I don't think the games are that fun. So Oswald is the Pete best of the Disney universe. Oh yeah. 100% the Pete best. And Oswald just comes sort of like one of those like hipster. Oh man. Like Mickey's all right, I guess, but have you, but, real fans of also the lucky rabbit and uh i have regret to inform you that i am in fact one of those people um they're slowly working back you know, into well, like the public mainstream yeah i i had seen like a i think i had seen actually like a like a house of mouse episode once that featured oswald and they kind of gave him a personality wait. that i hate <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, really? It, yeah, it had no. a it had a character named Oswald. That's all I know. And it was like a it was like a black and white uh sort of uh hmm. well, I don't I know. have I have no idea if this is the same Oswald or not. Uh, I'll have to look into that later. Uh uh I guess in post we'll see if that's true or not. Um but uh, cuz I, I the, the the whole exchange happened relatively recently. I think in like the late 2000s when it actually happened uh there's also there's also like a a pretty major chance i'm just talking out my ass and have no idea (laughs) oh yeah totally Uh, so Uh, you know that this is all speculative um well like what when uh when cirque and i went to disney world uh we actually uh, i actually got myself oswald ears and i also got an oswald pin which kind of just shows you oh that's wonderful because like, but the the sad part is that there's no Oswald meet and greets at Disney World. It's only at California Adventure, and that sucks. I'm kind of I'm actually kind of glad that uh, Oswald is getting like I didn't know a whole lot about Oswald until everything you just barely said. But I'm kind of glad that he's sort of attaining a bit of a cult following because uh, oh. I mean, especially after watching this cartoon, which I think I should mention I enjoyed quite a bit. Oh yeah, straight up. Uh, yeah, I uh, think uh, he's well deserving of a uh, of uh, an audience. Oh yeah, he's become a cult figure. Like there's yeah. there's merchandise you can get of the character. There's like uh, a whole bunch of like interesting like uh, history behind the character. There's tons of shorts out there, uh, some of which are in the public domain. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's such an interesting story, and I really do recommend you looking more into it. Uh, but uh, let's talk about the cartoon itself, uh, because I feel like that in a lot of ways, it kind of was like every ink blot 
style cartoon ever. Okay. It's a very so, good primer on that uh, early style, yeah. There's so, a bunch of like head-scratchy yeah. moments that are just there to get the plot along. So, yeah. so like the, I think the first thing that I, I would like to address is that this cartoon was called The Mechanical Cow. And uh, the mechanical cow kind of played a secondary role. <laughs> well, like, so like I mean, he he like inexplicably has it at the beginning. Like, I, oh, I, yeah, was, like <laughs> I was expecting I was expecting a cartoon about the inception and uh, and uh, you know the uh, the, the advent creation. of the mechanical cow, and that's not what happened. Yeah, like I was to- what I was totally expecting for this plot was it would be that like because at the very beginning we see Oswald and the cow. Uh, there and you don't notice that it's a mechanical cow at first it just looks like a normal ass cow and i thought the cow was just really lazy and i thought the plot was going to be that oswald has a lazy cow that cow doesn't want to work and oswald gets fed up like either buys or builds a mechanical cow of some sort and that is like super efficient and gets stuff done but then it goes haywire it tries to like i don't know like tries to eat him or something i don't know it's a weird... much like that that one uh gumby short robot rumpus yeah, yeah like exactly. robot rumpus uh or robot rump and none of that uh... happens zero <laughs> zero percent of what you said happens in this oh, cartoon none of that happens uh, it's just that yeah. oswald nope, has just, a there's the cow yeah oswald just has a mechanical cow it's just he he he's circum he's he's gone past like ai and all this stuff it's it's a fully like it's not just like a machine it's actually a cow robot that has a personality and so i guess it like no like Like, i guess there is there is no there is practically zero functional purpose in this cartoon of the cow being mechanical oh yeah like i I guess you could just say that this is like a precursor for terminator 2 i guess or something exactly i I mean it, it let them do some like fun things with it uh which i guess is pretty important but there is uh there's not really a whole lot of uh like that, the cow being mechanical does not become a point of the plot uh, at like, any at any moment. Like, there's there's some interesting stuff. Like, uh, like, okay, so like, basically, the plot of the cartoon is this: uh, Oswald and has cow that is mechanical. Cow does not want to wake up, and it takes forever for him to wake up. Uh, and that's like the first like two minutes of the shorts. It's just Oswald pushing this extremely lazy robot cow who, for some reason, is sleeping. Uh, up and out and down a slide onto some roller skates so then they could start going out and selling milk which I don't know where he's getting the milk. I don't know if this is like I don't know just some weird synthetic. I don't synthetic... think he's even selling it. He's not even like accepting payment or anything. No there's, there's, a point, there's a point where he opens a, a baby and shoves like a ruler to see how deep the baby is and then and then <laughs> fills it up. And then just he 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 grabs the udder. It becomes like a hose. Sticks that udder hose into the baby's mouth and just pumps it in until the baby is too big. Like is like like struggling to fit inside his own stroller. And the baby's happy. Yeah, the baby's like this is it. just all right. Okay, and then they this leave. is this is fine. I'm fine with this uh, being immobile. Um, like, 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 I was, I was joking when I was watching it that there was like, there was like going to be a moment where there was like the cow goes, uh, uh, suck on my teeth, child. But that's what happens. That's what freaking happens. Like they don't, he doesn't ask. It just happens. But that's exactly what happens. Oh, and then, uh, also, oh, I can't, I can't remiss, uh, how the like hilarious little sound effect, like speech things. And there was like. Like I love the way that Oswald spoke in it. It was just like it was like what was it was like a it was like yeah it was like the dog from the those it's like the dogs from those the best dog in the world animation yeah yeah and that's really good. Also, I like the sound effect of milk milk. It wasn't said. It was just like a Oswald screaming and it just shouting milk. But it just looked like a sound effect. He was like, uh, there was a sound effect like milk. Yeah. So like, the, obviously, uh, these these old like rubber hose style cartoons uh, had a lot to make up for because they didn't have color and they didn't have recorded audio yet. Uh, and yeah. uh, and I feel like maybe the solution that the people at the time came up with to get around those issues was just to make everything like fluid and alive including oh, you know things boy. like like shouting the sound effects as words and yeah uh, it's yeah you know. 
But like, uh, well, another thing that I think is interesting is, uh, well, also, okay. I-, I was explaining the plot and basically the plot is this cow, they go and give milk to baby. Then Oswald gets the hots for a rabbit lady who looks just like him, except in a skirt, uh, with eyelashes, and yeah. with eyelashes and stuff like that. Uh, and I, I think they give, like, he gives her a bucket of milk, and then all of a sudden, these weird sheep, like, sheep, dog, duck things come out and I think, kidnap. like, literally, like, uh, three seconds before that happens, you're like, okay, uh, where's the conflict? Yeah, like, yeah. there's no conflict whatsoever, no indication, it's just, oh, all of a sudden, <laughs> there's kidnapping happening. And it's, I think it's uh, important to note that the way these creatures kind of apparate is like that. So the first one, at least, uh, comes in the form of a floating hat. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he like grows out of the hat, like some sort of like Lovecraftian nightmare beast. Or it was like Santana Uh, or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we have to, we have to point out these things do not look like any animal. They're just like. Like, Wooly and the sanguishable humanoid masses. Like I think they're supposed to be wolves, but like I said, like they they were they were woolly like a sheep. They had a weird dog ear and mouth thing or whatever, and then their feet were freaking webbed like a duck. <laughs> I have no idea what it was that we're going for with that. Yeah, so I guess they're just like malicious shadowy creatures, and that's fine. <laughs> if you uh, if you know that one like red hair beast from Looney Tunes, it was kind of like that. Yeah, I sort guess of that's like Gossamer. Kind of yeah. Someone like that. So but, we have uh, a so we have a damsel in distress situation, and then uh, Oswald goes over. He rides on his cow, chases after it, and he gets shot at. Uh, <laughs> and with a th- can. So things. this this is my favorite part of the cartoon because they they put in like so much like interesting, very fluid, uh, just classic inkblot style uh, physical jokes that I love. Oh yeah. Well, my favorite one was just like after, like after the neck is outstretched and they rescue, he rescues uh, the lady Oswald. I don't know. Uh, they're uh, like after, like yeah, after he goes and rescues Lady Oswald. My favorite thing is when he takes the head and tail off the mechanical cow and he switches sides, around. So and switches that's, around. That's how they that's it, how they turn in the other direction. It immediately just goes in the opposite direction, and it's just that that's I like that. I think that's that I it's a modular cow robot. I like that. Yeah, and then they uh, and then they fall off a cliff, and they're hanging on a branch uh, for their lives. And like Oswald's pants fall down, and he lifts them up like at least like three or four times in a row. Yeah, he's pretty (laughs) concerned about his pants that are coming off, even though he doesn't have anything down there. No, nothing down there. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he does have something, and it's somebody holding on for their life, I guess. <laughs> what uh, it, what did it, it be funny if just all of a sudden, at one of those times when the pants drop, there's just explicit genitalia just right there? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just like, out of nowhere. Or like, what if like, I mean, like the first two times it's not there, and then the third time it is? Yeah, like, like, I mean, these are public domain. We could totally do that if we wanted to. We could just like get yeah, this cartoon I, and just do I that exact thing. <laughs> I don't, but, I don't uh, especially feel like it. <laughs> but, no, no, I'm not saying yeah, we should. Yeah, I know. Wink, but you I know. mean, you can probably commission that if you want. Yeah, let's yeah, just commission. Yeah. Let's just get an artist get, to do uh, that somewhere. Let's get let's get Walt Disney to do it. I, he's got a frozen head somewhere and probably yeah, frozen head can it. draw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's he, he's, well, he's his teeth, yo. Yeah, ex- exactly. God. Yeah. Um, like it's like one of those like really cool Japanese artists who like can do really weird things just in like minute, like draw a portrait in like a minute using just like his teeth or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so at the bottom, at the bottom of this clip, there are like, um, I want to say Bear- piranhas or. They're like they're duck like eels sharks, or yeah, they're, they're duck sharks. You, they're, you people said something to the effect of crow sharks. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, crow sharks. They're like they're, they're, sharks. they're sea monsters, you know, of of some type. Small sea monsters, and I I really like them. And <laughs> the uh, things that they, kill you in balloon fight if you get too close to the water. And then they vore the bad true. guys. They vore the bad guys, and yeah. uh, then they go up and uh, Oswald and the lady rabbit uh get on the cow and then they just ride off into the sunset that's it that's That's the end of the cartoon and it really doesn't need to be more than that honestly (laughs) well it doesn't because uh because the substance of these cartoons is uh is not so much in my opinion in like uh 
I mean, they're they're obviously not breaking narrative ground, and they certainly didn't have any reason to try to be doing that. I mean, uh, there were definitely yeah. ones with ha- good narratives there, but like there are, pl- but for like especially with these older ones, there's literally like literally the entire point is just to get a whole bunch of physical gags in there as possible with whatever, whatever random premise they can get. Like, like they could just be like, like doing a Mad Libs game basically, where it's like the mechanical. Uh, give me a noun. Uh, uh, dog. No. Torso. Uh, uh, torso. No. The no. Ma- cow. 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 Let's go. Cow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you then... also gotta remember that uh, at the beginning of like all this animation stuff, uh, audiences were really just content with like, oh, there's a drawing and it's moving. Well, you oh didn't yeah. Have to really get well, complex. Ma- you could maybe just I guess re- I like rely on that novelty. I feel like I was content with this though. Like I, it's uh. So like I I already said this, but I loved how fluid everything was, and I what I love about these old cartoons, like specifically the old like rubber hose style cartoons, uh, is just uh, like how creative the like the just like the tiny physical humor details are in them. Like the example that came to mind was uh, uh, like uh, when when Oswald. Uh, meets the uh, semi-misogynist uh, female <laughs> caricature of himself. He introduces himself by lifting his ears like they're a hat, you know, and and just like like yeah. tiny stuff like that that I, I love. I mean, uh, we could go on and on about the little uh-huh. details that we'll see in like every single one of these things. Like a lot of these are going to be tropes we're going to see over and over again. So uh, instead of just going on and on about how this cartoon uses every single one of them, uh, let's just, uh, let's go on and just say, uh, if you want to watch it, uh, it's called uh, mechanical cow. Uh, we found it on YouTube. Uh, it's super easy to find. Uh, and yeah, just, uh, Let's go hard and... Released in 1927, it looks like. So this is a pretty old one. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Wow. Jesus. Is that... So we are starting off right near the beginning here. Yeah, that's pre-Mickey Mouse. So this is probably something Disney worked on, I think. Yeah, so... You know, I actually want to watch one that I guarantee is going to be pretty bad, so I'm just going to cheat here. Uh, Breaking the format already. Well, I'm sorry, but I really want to just show you these really weird ones that I was shown the other day. But uh, I am ready for the cringe. Okay. Uh, they are on disc number... Uh, disc number three. No, disc number four. Sorry. Disc number four. Three Stooges. And we're going to watch Kangaroo Catchers. Kangaroo Catchers. <laughs> yep. The Three oh, Stooges boy. cartoon. Because, yes, the Three Stooges had a cartoon. Oh boy! All right, uh, so let's go ahead and. Oh my, oh my God. God! I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, as with the last one, there's a lot to talk about. There's going to be a pretty stark contrast between these conversations. <sighs> I'm like gonna that. be honest. That was that was slightly depressing. Oh um, god. Okay. Uh, yeah. I it, okay, I have a thing I have to say real fast cuz I actually have a very personal connection to the three stooges cuz when I was growing up uh that was the thing that had like where my father and I like kind of like uh that's how we bonded was watching like old cartoons but we also watched like the three stooges. Like we loved the three stooges and he had like a bunch of tapes of what recording it and like I actually rewatched uh, several uh, Three Stooges shorts not too long ago, and they're actually still legitimately funny. They're really good vaudeville, like slapstick kind of things, you know. Um, they don't require a ton of like. Uh, it, it's not like trying to be highbrow. It's basically like a very lowbrow, but still very, like, elevated comedy. Where it was like they're obviously trying. Like I have huge respect for uh the three uh the three stooges as like uh actors and stuff like that because of like uh i know that mo basically uh in real life was like super duper good with money so they never had to worry about money ever like even like when their careers were starting to go down they like they never had a moment where they were just completely like like unable to like just pour and unable to do anything it basically uh so how do you explain this like well, well that, i'm gonna get to that uh 
but and unfortunately like uh curly died uh pretty which is why they have like so many different stooges uh because there's uh first there was uh shemp then it was curly and it went back to shemp after curly died and then it went to joe besser i believe and then to curly joe which these shorts have curly joe and that was like really late in their careers and uh but this was like so depressing because like i watched this because okay first off it starts off not as anything to do with kangaroos or anything like that it's a live action mini short yeah it has where... like a it has like a live action bumper yeah like way. and uh it's it's mo larry and Cur- uh curly joe like a, n- uh, a nicer version of them <laughs> yeah they, yeah they don't really beat each other yeah they're they're not they're not in character they're all working together like, really. they're all they're old they're tired they don't seem to really be enjoying being there and uh i i literally think this is just like a money grab thing i probably or something i don't know or maybe it was a contract thing i i have no idea but basically it, it was basically the three stooges destroying an i love lucy set uh for like a good like it wasn't literally I Love Lucy. I think it was like a salon or something. There was a woman in a hairdryer and like yeah, one of the like, shots, but I, I don't know because I couldn't always understand what they were saying. Uh, but it looked like it was a salon, but then there was like a whole receptionist desk area, and I don't know. It just looked like two entirely different ideas. And then when you're like working on the wall, you don't see any hairdressing equipment whatsoever. So it just looks like because all they have is one single hairdresser chair. That's the only thing there, and it has a freaking like, mall like a model like like a like a mannequin just sitting in it, and I I have no idea what's going on there. But I like... I honestly question why they have a live action section here in the first place because like with these like uh cartoon reboots of like uh different like franchises and comics and stuff, usually they do it because like you say they're getting really old and it's late in their career, and this is easier work for them. So... Yeah, and. I, I, I actually looked up the Wikipedia for this just now, and I think so. It, what it says is that these cartoons were uh, were produced by someone named Norman Marer or something, and that was uh, that was Moe's son-in-law. Oh, okay. So that that might. Uh, so what I'm uh, what I imagine is that uh, he did the live actions. Favor? Well, maybe the live action sequences were were kind of just. Uh, because because the actors were accessible to them yeah you know well like it's just it's okay so and then like it's just like it's just very boring like they destroy they pull out wires out of the wall and then one of them gets pulled through a wall yeah, like, and then, yeah, they pull, pull from them all, and then he just turns to the camera, and, like, he starts talking to the audience. I couldn't understand a thing he, he was saying. He says something to the effect of, oh, wow, that really hurt. Why don't you watch yeah. a cartoon while I recover? Yeah, more or less. And, like... <laughs> which this is, is a the cartoon most, sandwich, yo. Like, like that's the most unmo-like thing. Like, they could have gotten Larry to do that. Like, it would have been worked so much better if it was Larry doing that. Um, but... But no, it's Mo, and I just it just looks so sad. I felt so bad. And then we get to the cartoon, and then there's a can- okay, so there's a kangaroo that I guess broke out of a zoo, and it could talk, and it's destroying this woman's flowers, even though we don't really see it do anything to the flowers. It's just part of the background. They don't have any animate parts. And every time it's bouncing yeah. around, uh, the uh, you know the Flintstones like a. Uh running sound effect it's playing out of sync with his bouncing yeah just constantly and it doesn't stop it's just like yeah so something so something that just really stuck out like a a sore thumb to me like the the hanna-barbera cartoons and like and like some of like those rocky and bullwinkle segments got a lot of flack because they did a lot of tricks like uh like reusing animation cells and stuff like that this cartoon uh makes like uh the worst Scooby-Doo cartoon or like, or like recent family guy look like, uh, like spirit, the stallion of the Cimarron. Like, yeah. Like it was a uh, very like, poor animation. Yeah. So like, it's, like they reused, not only did they reuse animation cells, but the thing that drove me bonkers the entire time I was watching it call out to bonkers, which is a great show. 
uh, uh, <laughs> just by the way buy season yeah, one on dvd yeah, right now well except it's not on dvd uh disney doesn't care about me so i haven't released it but that's that's tangential <laughs> by the fun by the funko pop now yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> no but but like they the thing that drove me bonkers the entire time i was watching it is that like like they were like hiding the characters behind like bushes and trees like almost every almost every single uh, animation cell used basically was either uh, like a, a static like hopping animation that they could loop or characters hidden behind things so they wouldn't have to animate their legs walking <laughs> oh my god you're right <laughs> yeah and it drove me insane while I was watching it because oh because like I, I draw and I do that I do that garbage all the time like I hide hands and feet behind <laughs> stuff <laughs> you're you're calling out because you are totally totally the exact same person yeah well and but but i'm not a professional like i don't i don't do this as a career like it's uh it was it was pretty noticeable and i think it'll be noticeable to the people who are listening to this and watch the cartoon as well i i think it's kind of okay i'm gonna say something that's weird coming from a talking raccoon talking to the rock talking dog to a talking cat uh, I don't know why the kangaroo talked. A talking cat? A talking cat? <laughs> uh, but no, like, I don't know why the kangaroo talked. There was no reason for the kangaroo to talk. And it's just like... The it's reason just the kangaroo like... talked is because it's a cartoon. Why don't we have people do cartoon things? Let's not yeah, think like, about just, it. Just have well, it would, like, I, I guess, I guess like... the, the alternative would have been animating the kangaroo doing something, though. <laughs> yeah. like... <laughs> like, just, just, just make him do a snaggle puss and, uh, a, like, snaggle puss voice and just, like, have it talk. And then yeah. we will, that way we could just constantly use the same hopping animation and that's it. Um, God. But, like, it's, it's so depressing because then, like, and then, we go back to like okay, so oh yeah, I I can't I I should I I shouldn't we're losing the logical out. thread. <laughs> yeah, I know, but so. we're losing. But but here's the thing. Okay, so they they hijinks quote unquote ensue. Uh, they I guess dig a hole, which makes the woman angry, and then uh, they finally capture the kangaroo. They apologize for the flowers, which again don't look too bad. I guess the big hole in the thing is bad but still and then she gets so mad that she pulls out a shotgun and starts firing at their moving car and she chases after them in down silhouette. the street I, I, silhouette. I and that's, really watch a lot and that's of the end series, of the cartoon that and it's like, like a pretty big escalation considering their shtick yeah like what the is this like is this like florida or something is this take place in florida it's <laughs> <laughs> like god uh it's just so it's so ridiculous. Like, was that just stand your ground going ten like tenfold right there? I mean, that's just average America, I guess. But like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and, well, there there and are just... there are components of storytelling in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> like there's there's a there's a conflict. Um, it's like and, okay, you but... know what this is like. Mm. I was watching this thing recently uh, the other uh, just today. Uh, like, a bunch of people were, like, doing a commentary over, uh, like, a, one of those weird, inexplicable, like, flash animations of, that use copyrighted characters in stock scenarios that are just completely out of character and stuff like that, but they have, like, 17 million views on YouTube because toddlers touch them and then they watch them and they don't, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and this is what that felt like to me in a lot of ways. It was just, like, other than the fact that they actually had dialogue... It just felt so much like just a bunch of stock things that have no real logical sense. It didn't really even feel like the property that it was trying to be. And uh, <laughs> and it just – it was so sad. I, I just – oh, God. And then it goes to the live action segment. All that happens is that the woman who sees the hole in the wall and all the wires pulled out faints in their arms. And then just fade to black. I think we should also like mention just going back to the cartoon. Oh my god, the voice work! They oh got, my god! Oh my god! That was yeah, the they got part. the actors, and the actors are not that good voice oh. acting. Okay, in a lot of these shorts, like in a lot of these cartoons, what they end up doing is they have, uh, if they have like a live action segment, like think of the Back to the Future cartoon. Um, in the Back to the Future cartoon, 
there was a segment where at the very beginning we had Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown talking about science and stuff like that, and then also at the end. And then the middle parts were the actual cartoon, and it wasn't voiced by Christopher Lloyd, it was voiced by someone who's doing a Christopher Lloyd impression. I you think know. Dan Castanella, maybe? Probably Dan Castanella, because he does freaking everything. But, um, uh, but, yeah, so we go, uh, but, like, and a lot of that's what they do, because the thing is that a lot of actors are not trained to be voice actors in the same way. It's a different set of skills. And there are very few actor actors who do the proper transition to voice acting uh, like very easily. Like I would say that the, it, it takes a lot of skill to do that kind of thing. And the same goes for the other way around too. Um, and, but they just get the voice, they just get the three stooges like to do the voice acting for this. And it is just so bad it's so depressing because it's like they're not trained to do this at all they're just saying the lines as they see it like larry was fine at times but mo was just depressing because there's like okay it's funny because his name was larry fine yeah larry, larry fine. fine good, good yeah. joke me that's <laughs> 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 my guitar falling over <laughs> okay but mo like okay he's jumping out of a tree to catch the kangaroo and he just like does this yeah but that's basically the delivery that you get it's just like yeah like <laughs> yeah just well and it was so many they were old it was so a new frontier ones. like i mean i'm not i'm not going to this doesn't like tarnish my opinion of the three stages at all or anything like that it's just Ugh, so bad. It's just so lame. It's sad. Well, it's depressing. The word, yeah, we keep using the word depressing, and uh, it, it gets oh man, it gets so much worse. Like as I dig through this Wikipedia, mm. uh, so I guess, uh, and if we want to cut this out, maybe we can, because it's not, well, it's not very smiley. But like, we'll see, we'll see. I guess like, uh, I guess there were just like a lot of financial issues that led to them, uh. Like they they didn't get quarterly statements in accordance to their contract, oh. um. So they there were uh so there were were I want to say like it looks like there were multiple lawsuit lawsuits um, oh, and you know they no. they received like one or two statements over a five year period in 1975. Mm. Uh, they appealed the decision. They had a victory in court. And then that very same year, before they could receive any settlement, both Larry and Moe died. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's really just... sad. Like, uh, oh, this God. was just, like, such a financial burden to them during the last I, years I of guess, their lives. I guess I, guess I was... Oh, damn. Because I, I, I was so convinced that they actually did have a pretty decent ending occurs but i guess they didn't well and and i don't i don't know that they didn't have a good ending to their entire careers i don't know what happened during the rest of those last several years but this i think was a failure well yeah this was definitely a failure and Mm -hmm. uh it's so sad but oh well uh and you know what the really really sad part is there are 22 of these on this this collection so yeah. get ready to get really well acquainted with these shorts. And yeah, well, fit- <laughs> there are there are 156 in total according to the Wikipedia page. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, god. <laughs> uh, but there were okay. only 40 live action segments, so they used some okay, of them multiple that. times. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Okay, we're not doing this." <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, whoops. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do this chitter, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, getting but, too okay. over this chitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, for you, it's getting over this woof. Oh, but, oh boy, oh boy. It's going to be interesting seeing how this plays out. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll but, okay, so let's uh, go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and just go on to another thing. Let's put this behind us. All right, so um, we're going to do one more. We're gonna do one more. Okay. okay let's just more. let's go a little bit lower because I've been basically the top pages. So let's just go. Do, 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 do. Yeah. All right. So we just want because uh, uh, Casey was really uh, dropping the ball already. 
What? <laughs> well, because you 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 paused your recording before I oh, could. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Before, I'm the one who messed that. You up, messed right. that's all yeah. good. Before we that's said, all good. but yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I, I just wanted to call you on the spot because you're a terrible person. Um, bad dog, very bad dog. Um, I know. But uh, we uh, we just watched uh, a completely by accident. I did not plan this. I did not do this. Like it, people are gonna probably think that I did this on purpose, but I did not. Because uh, we were talking about uh, Gumby Robot Rump earlier, and that ended up being the next one. <laughs> well, it's Robot Rumpus, but I like saying Robot. Yeah, Rump. I'm guessing. I'm guessing a lot of people uh, will have seen this one before. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Mystery if, Science Theater. If, if nothing else, yeah, from Mystery Science Theater three. Yeah, because this is this is the like. Have, did they riff another Gumby short, or was this the only Gumby one they did? I think this is the I don't big know. one. I think yeah. this is the one. Yeah, because uh, yeah, this is like. Uh, this is really an infamous one because of that. And uh, it's it's honestly like it was so hard because as you guys can have heard, it was so hard not to constantly try quoting that episode because I've seen that episode so many times because it's one of my favorite shorts that they ever did in the MST3K. And uh, like it honestly says everything you need to say about the short, I feel. Uh, but um yeah, I don't. So I, I think I think two themes that I've noticed throughout uh, this recording is inexplicable robots and destroyed flower beds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like, like there's this like is a combination. Like <laughs> this is a combination of the last two shorts we saw, which is robots and then flower beds being destroyed and then both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, okay. I just really quickly want to talk about Gumby because Gumby's another one of those weird things that uh, I grew up with, uh, but it was also because of my parents. So much so that I, I think, I think I remember my mother saying that my dad wore a Gumby T-shirt at their wedding. Uh, oh, yeah, it was God, and he also had a Gumby watch too. I knew that, so they were really into freaking into Gumby, you know. So I watched Gumby is something that I know was a favorite of mine before I can remember, because I feel like it, it was something where I watched it a lot when I was so young that uh, throughout my adolescent years, I kind of wondered if I had just dreamed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, like. Uh... Mm-hmm. God, I get that same feeling with some things. Like, oh, there's, there's like, there was. Oh God, I think it, I think for me that was the look who's look who's talking movies, where I don't, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think are good nowadays. But I, I, I really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might disappoint you <laughs> here, but um, but it it is something that I grew like uh when I I have like this weird thing where it's like I remember watching those movies a lot. And there's so many that those movies are so freaking weird that there are parts of my brain where I can't tell if they were stuff that I dreamed of and stuff like the dream remember and stuff that like I just straight up don't like made up from my in my head like because there was a lot yeah. of weird scary stuff that happened in those movies and I don't know which ones actually happened and which ones are just my nightmares because of those freaking movies. Um, yeah, I uh, I gotta be honest. I don't really know that much about Gumby. I was more uh, acquainted with Davy and Goliath from my childhood. Oh yeah, well okay, that that's what I, that was actually about to get to, get to that because I grew up a lot with Gumby, and then I grew really very recently as well. Not I would say very recently, but like in my tw- early twenties, I got really fascinated by Davy and Goliath because I was really into moral oral. And I really want to know about like the stuff that happened beforehand. Like great series, things. by the way. Everybody, great anybody, series. Everybody who's watching, go check that out. I haven't seen it in a long time, so there could be stuff that I just don't remember that are not very good. First stuff, two but... seasons aren't that great. Like they're sort of like stock, but it's all building up to the third season, the third. which is fantastic. The third season's fantastic, and I think there are episodes of the show that are, eh. but uh, I say overall that the series is honestly one of my favorite that Adult Swim ever did. Um, but yeah, I can definitely uh, see that. But I, I would just say that, like, uh, I watched it because I, I found these at my dollar store. I found that they had these dollar DVDs of collections of Davy and Goliath. And I bought them because I was like, oh, my God, I want to see this. And 
David Goliath is some of the wackest stuff that I've seen. <laughs> and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, either nothing happens, or the stuff that happens makes no freaking sense and is just kind of jaw-dropping. Like, they, they have... There is an episode about racism, and the racism is about a black kid who does not like white people. What? Oh. Yes! Yes! Like, literally, that's... Like, what happens is like, there's a black kid that moves into the neighborhood who does not like white people. He enters his eyes, so he gets blindfolded, and then... Uh, I, I always called him Moral Oral, but uh, but Davy goes out and like befriends him and all this stuff. And then when his eyes get magically he- gets healed and he takes out the blindfold, he sees that Davy is white and he was wrong all along to hate white people. So it's like <laughs> that's literally it. It's just like oh my god, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> what a what a burden to bear. <laughs> uh, maybe we should put some Davy and Goliath on our list here. Yeah, let's, let's let's talk about something else. Uh, <laughs> like, well, yeah, we actually haven't talked a whole lot about the cartoon yet. Yeah, well, I uh, mean, that's because I think a lot of people probably know this cartoon. Like, I think yeah, like, but but in case you haven't, yeah, let's, uh, let's go. Gumby just Gumby just has look. He just has robots. He built. We robots have a friendly to... narrator that explains all this to us. Yes, and then and then when when his when his mom looks out the window to see that robots are doing all of the chores, her reaction is like, "Oh, that's a clever idea." Like, <laughs> like that's all. Like, that's that's like, all. That's all it is. Building I, building a sentient being to do your chores. I saw a clever idea. I saw how to do this like, in a Buzzfeed <laughs> life hacks uh, listicle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like like. So so. As if this is just a casual thing. And then she gives yeah. Gumby, and I think his name is Pokey, a Pokey, reward yeah. of milk and crackers. Yeah, mm, delicious. I forgot that Pokey talks. I <laughs> I totally remember Pokey talking, but that's just because I was, again, yeah. really into well, this. It's, like I said, it's been a long, long time, but... But yeah, so they they drink something, <laughs> milk or something, and then the robots uh, and, just decide yeah. to go. Hey, let's just destroy everything. And they don't say it; they just start doing it because I guess just what robots do. And uh, like I guess like <laughs> all, all, uh, I, yeah. all I want to see is like a sh- like a like a, ver- a sh- cartoon where the cow from the Oswald short meets up with the robots in this and it's like straight up a terminator 2 kind of thing where robot versus robot and just like well, there a... was a there was a terminator 2 moment in this cartoon as well well yeah there were multiple ones uh yeah but but like one one in specific stuck out to me but we'll, we'll get to that but like um so yeah, yeah robots go crazy and start tearing stuff up uh gumby and his mom start freaking out about that and uh I believe... and they call the yeah. fire department yeah, and it, like we call the fire department because that's where his Gumby's dad works at, and then uh, like there's something that in the short that they don't really explain, uh, and but it's something I just know is that like there's a part where they call the fire department and he's not at a fire department and then they go across a toy shelf thing like he just draw like the, the fire truck drives across a toy shelf and then he's there at the house. And the reason why is because I guess like because I remember that like I think it's like Gumby lives in like a storybook or something like that, and then they come out of the storybook to work on things that are on the shelves of that. Yeah, toy I thing. think that was a motif. Like the toy shelf, I think was a common theme in the Gumby cartoons, yeah. but I don't really remember. Yeah, that's what that, those are a very common thing, and uh, I just remember that like. Uh, like they don't really explain that, and I feel like that people who do not know that would be very confused about that. Uh, but like, okay, so basically, the father gets there, he starts trying to stop the robots. Uh, basically, they got an off switch on the back, and all he has to do is like turn them off, and they're done. Yeah, and that's basically most of it, uh, other than like one time, like literally the one time where a robot turns it back on afterwards. Like, like, is that a, is that like, is that something that Gumby put into the AI that if it sees a robot turned off, that they have to turn it on again? And if that's the case, does it mean that the robots are always on and doing well, stuff? Or like, so maybe, maybe the implication is that instead of being poorly programmed, the robots are just like anarchists. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like they actually have legitimate malicious intent. I mean, they 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 straight up like vandalized the side of Gumby's house. So like, yeah, and we kind of we kind of glossed over um a lot of the action that happens uh, sort of uh in the in the middle of this cartoon where the the fireman is is sort of doing combat with the robots and at, at one point he gets flung on top of a house and he's uh and he's he's crotched like right right down the center of of the roof perfect yeah and uh and he uh and and the the t2 part that i was talking about earlier where uh where the robot throws a wrench through his body and it makes like the perfect shape of a wrench and then because he's made of clay he like closes like he like seals the wound <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's just a weird like, gumby like, and there's healing. that whole thing where like again there's another moment that's completely inexplicable if you don't know anything about gumby where the ho- after the house was like shaken up because one of the robots picked up the side of the house and kind of was shaking it a bit uh the mother gumby and pokey were all combined together into a blob because they are all made out of clay and like it's just this weird thing where you can see their heads poking up this amorphous blob and it's just like and it wasn't it wasn't conveyed super well. <laughs> yeah, like none of it, like unless if you know nothing about Gumby, you're like, what is even happening? Yeah. Firefighter yeah, doesn't I, seem like a really good But I think I think it's worth I think it's worth person, saying to be honest. Mm-hmm. Sorry, repeat that one more I, time. Uh, doesn't seem like a really good job for a clay person to be a firefighter. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, you get, yeah you we. Get... Oh God. <laughs> we we commented about how like a, like a fire to a clay person would be like a kill and which would, it would be kind of like Lot's wife turning into the pillar of salt just like, <laughs> like suddenly I like how we went really like, biblical in this podcast well, I mean, yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> it's that kind of company so yeah so, oh god uh yeah but I I think it's worth mentioning like so I I don't. Like as as much as this cartoon is made fun of, and as much as it's kind of like ungraceful, I don't think it's a bad cartoon. At oh, least no. at least no. not in the same way that say the, the Three Stooges one was. Oh no! Oh, it's God, not, no. It, it's it's hilarious in a very naive sort of way. Like the Three Stooges was sad because it was very, uh, it was so depressing to see these characters that we've seen so many times just completely milked to the point yeah. where. They're just sad and depressed and just it, it felt because it was such a cash grab kind of thing uh, here. It's just it's a naivete. It's the same kind of thing that like all good. So bad as good things are where it's mm-hmm. just it's straight up like they are doing their best. They're doing the best. And there's stuff that is really good. Like I love the claymation style of uh, of like these stuff. I love choppy claymation. Like some people really do not like it. Like when I I. I I, I really recommend people to watch Buddy Thunderstruck on Netflix. That is a really fun series. That is also it's by the guys who did Robot Chicken, but it's nothing like Robot Chicken at all. It's a very uh, upbeat, goofy kid show about like talking dogs and animals uh, driving trucks, like monster truck kind of things. Uh, and it's genuinely funny and cute and all that stuff. But uh, I had I knew someone who did not like the show because they did not like the art, how like choppy the animation style is. But I really love that kind of look because, like, stuff like Fantastic Mr. Fox has that kind of look, too. Like, uh, I like older stop motion for that reason. I like the King Kong animation and stuff. Yeah, well, show- with with stuff like the Fantastic Mr. Fox, it's, uh, like, I, I feel like with that it was kind of deliberate. Because, oh, it was 100% like, it was, it was, Yeah, because it was, it was a stylistic thing. In the case of Gumby, I don't think that was the case. I think oh, that no, with no. Gumby, it, it had... Uh, it had that sort of uh, choppy animation uh, out of yeah, or necessity or, or, you know, like, like time constraints or whatever. But it, but it's still an aesthetic. And well, it's still yeah. And, and, it, and it's, uh, and even though it wasn't, even though it wasn't intentional, it, if it hadn't laid down the groundwork out of necessity, then, uh, then the, there wouldn't have been a whole lot of desire for derivative work to come from that. For example, the Fantastic Mr. Fox and Buddy Thunderstruck. Yeah. I think like, there's something to uh, be said about the level of entry required to get into, like, stop-motion animation. Cause oh, it's hard super stuff, hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to get something as lower quality as what we just saw in the Three Stooges stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can get bad stuff, but 
it still being bad is going to be better than like the really really bad hand drawn animations. Yeah, well, yeah, and obviously when you're doing stop motion, you can't really reuse animation cells. Oh for, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, like like stuff like that. You can like I guess you could like hide the feet if you didn't want to f- make the feet look good, but like. <laughs> Like I don't know. I there there are less I feel like there are less tricks you can do to hide a a, a kind of shoddy job with stop motion mm-hmm. cartoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I I it, it, I do think that the art style of a Gumby and I do think that any Gumby short uh is really worth watching uh just for the just for the uh the history of it and the interesting of seeing how like early very um like I've seen bad stop animation, like bad stop animation. And, yeah. But like this isn't. This is actually pretty good quality. You could tell that this is like a company and a bunch of creators who actually do seem to care about what they're doing. And uh, I think Gumby has a lot of heart, and that's why that even though I'm poking fun at Gumby a lot right now, I'm, it's coming from a place of earnestness because I think it's actually a genuinely. It's a it's a fun thing to look at. It's an yeah. interesting novelty, you know. And there was there was uh, probably about. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt. Well, no, no. I, I'm just gonna say that if you do want to watch this short, I, uh, it's hard for me to not say just watch the MST3K riffing of it because you'll get all the stuff that you enjoy from, uh, from the short, from like the animation style and stuff. But also the one of the best riffs that they've ever done, in my opinion. Uh, just because, but like, if you are just curious to see, it, you could also find the one that's not riffed. And apparently, there's an 11 minute version that. Was not on the DVD, but found on uh, Casey found on. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. YouTube. So. I, I'm not sure what the difference is between them. I watched the short one, and I will include a link to uh, the videos that we watched in the show notes. Yeah, not so sure. that like, we have yeah, links on hand. I would guess that like the extra stuff might just be like interviews or like bonus features or something from some DVD that they pulled off. Maybe, or it might be, Maybe. like, somebody's YouTube video about Robot Rumpus or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> it, it could Why be a not? lot of things. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but there was there was probably about, like, a six-year difference between this and, like, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer yeah, stop-motion. Because like, those, those are the stop-motion cartoons that, like, I had a VHS set of those, and I watched those, uh, like, through December like I, uh, I would watch them every I, day like i i watch i haven't wa- i didn't watch any last year but i do try to watch them every once in a while and i know they're not good but they're also nostalgic and also genuinely generally harmless for the most part so well those are like, those are like the the tv equivalent of a comfort food to me now yeah like i i, I think it's fun wa- fine watching those and i think they're fun to look at even if they aren't the best things in the world but you know yeah. I, oh God. But I, I will say that it was really hard watching the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> for me. Like, I think I think stuff like Santa Claus is Coming to Town and uh, all that are a lot better than uh, the early Rudolph stuff. But, One fun like, trick, uh, talking about Rankin Bass and uh, reusing stuff. Look at the uh, songs in any of their, like, animated specials and notice, like, how like little they actually have to do with what's going on with the plot yeah that's definitely very true yeah i think there's only like there's only one song that i feel like isn't like that and that is uh i'll have a blue christmas without you but that was just a cover of like was, wasn't that a, just a elvis cover or something yeah, i think elvis, elvis presley song. yeah yeah it's so weird that they have an elvis Presley song now well, that I think of and it. they they had a <laughs> And the 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 Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer had uh, music by uh, oh what's uh what's the name of the guy who did uh, Silver and Bing Gold? Crosby? No 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 no. It was uh well I I remember this distinctly because uh because they used they used this guy's music in the Fantastic Mr. Fox at Burl Ives. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. and I yeah. and when I when I watched the Fantastic Mr. Fox, I saw that as being like an homage. Oh, definitely. Like that's yeah. that's straight up like uh anyways, we're we're talking about everything except what we're watching, so I think that just kind of well, says right yeah. here that, and, and that I, you're kind of yeah. We kind of don't have anything else to say about it. So. Kind of a boilerplate cartoon, you know? Yeah, it's 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 not like 
it's just hard for me to specifically talk about it because I've seen the MST3 court short so many times. So I just sort mm. of like, it's one of those things where I just assume everyone already knows what it is, even though I don't think everyone has ever seen it. Like, not everyone in the world has seen it, obviously. So, like, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's going to be it for today. Uh, we are. Uh, we are working on figuring out like what we're gonna do in terms of like uh, schedules and all that kind of stuff. And we also we also you. we also don't know how to end an episode. <laughs> so like I mean straight like, up like <laughs> we don't we don't have it like at this point we don't have a title we don't have the intro and outro music uh, we don't have anything like that we don't like have we don't have like a general thing. sense of rhythm. <laughs> just yeah, we, and out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like we had to do something because otherwise we were going to do nothing. So Yeah, so uh, and I think that this was a very productive first episode. So good job, you guys. Yay. Woo. 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 But, uh, Woo. Yeah. But okay. Uh, so uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to get the collection, it's called the Giant 600 Cartoon Collection. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, though I think Casey just bought the last copy of it until they get like a restock or whatever. And if not, then there's like YouTube links in the description and all that kind of stuff if you ever want to just watch it or rewatched. I think it's I think it's worth watching all any of these just to kind of get a baseline of understanding of like different eras of animation. Because I do think they would kind of have like a lot of variety in this episode. Um and uh yeah and i guess that's it uh did anyone else have anything else to say or nope i'm feeling pretty uh, good okay excellent well i'm ht i'm casey i'm Sark. and thank you for listening uh we will see you in the funny papers see you, bye. see you bye that's all folks we're just gonna toss every possible cartoon cliche outro out and see what sticks seacrest out well there you go i think we got it kiss your dad square on the lips